welcome to checking out the competition winnipeg jets edition and we are joined this time by kara thorrington who is the managing editor of arctic ice hockey which is of course the jets blog on the sb nation network kara how are you doing good 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 um so i kind of just want to start off kind of just with like a general question that i'm not even sure if anybody in winnipeg cares about anymore but um has there been any movement or update or anything on the bufflin situation He's out for, according to Bob McKenzie, for a while with an ankle injury. At mm-hmm. some point, they'll go in front of an arbitrator. Um, I probably two weeks ago actually tried to figure it out. And the whole thing's just bizarre. Because if he had shown up at camp and not passed his physical, he would still be paid. Right, right. <laughs> so they're going to an arbitrator. And understand I'm usually like, yes, the players should get their money. This is what people do to them is horrible. What they put their bodies through is not really fair half the time for a game. But this one, I'm actually on the Jets' side because he didn't report to training camp. And then he said, oh, I'm still hurt. But he never went to training camp. Yeah, it's really weird. And just not failed his physical, he could have gone, gotten a second opinion, had the ankle surgery, whatever. But he didn't do that one simple thing. And now he's saying he should be paid. But players are hurt at training camp all the time. They go on LTIR, they get paid, they get their rehab done, players get second opinions all the time. It all happens. The whole thing is, he didn't go to training camp. So... It sounds like he's, I'm guessing he's probably done with the Jets, which is a shame. He's a good, but you don't show up and then you expect to get paid because you had a hockey injury after signing off on the physical saying that you're healthy at the end of the season. It's really, it, when I was typing it up, I was like, this might be the first and only time I'm on a team's side over an issue with a player's health. Yeah, right? It's it's hard not to be on a player's side, but, like, there were so many other ways, like you said, that this could have been done. And if you're done with the team, okay, that happens all the time. You know, demand a trade. Something else. Like, like I don't know. I, I it, it was such a weird thing. And the way it happened, like, Bob McKenzie's like, oh, yeah, he's thinking about retirement. what (laughs) and but because he's away from the team it's not in limbo he it doesn't even sound like he'd be ready until like march type of thing like it sounds like yeah so it's like you're not like there's this carrot that could just drop into the team at any point he's done for the season let's say so it's weird it happened yeah, I mean, I get. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like you've written them off at this point, so it's whatever. But um, the Jets' defense as a whole, like whenever I talk to anyone about the Jets, it's kind of like, who in the world is playing defense for them right now? So would you say that that is the weakest spot on the Jets right now? Yes, they are winning oh. because they have a fantastic goalie. <laughs> <laughs> they have Josh Morrissey, who I think has struggled without Bufflin because. And Truba. He's not just the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy. 
His partner is Tucker Pullman. If you've heard of him, he was in the AHL most of last season, I think. Or Scratch. Can't remember which one. His Neil Pionk is playing better than anyone could have imagined, but still not someone that you would think of as a top four defender. Yeah, he was actually somebody that people kept bringing up. I was in the Broad Street Hockey Slack chat asking, like, hey, what, what do we want to know about the Jets? And I think three people were like, is Neil Pionk good now or, or what? <laughs> I think he's better than anyone could have imagined. Um, mm-hmm. There's a writer for The Athletic in Winnipeg, Mira, Mira Atta. Mm-hmm. I said his last name right. And he's yes. wonderful. Um, and he actually said, I was wrong about him. And he was someone who is not warm on Pionk at all. Mm-hmm. So I think he looks good. I haven't looked at his stats yet, but to the eye test, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, from like, what I understand, he's driving play pretty well. Yeah, like he, he's doing more. I mean, he was playing with Dmitry Kulikov. Like, you gotta cut him some slack. Here. <laughs> um, but, and then you have Lucas Visa. Um, I'm sure you guys know him well. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there? Uh, Anthony Petito, Nathan Beaulieu, and uh, Carl Delstrom. Yeah. Yeah, that is like a, a real piecemeal group. That's sound, there. That's basically makes me think of some of the old Flyers defensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, back when like Lugas Pisa was one of our really good defensive <laughs> prospects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Jets are... Uh, it, whenever you looked at their roster, you're like, for a group, good group. Goalie, solid. Defense, how many games are they going to cost them? And it's come close. Connor Hellebuck has been so good this year that he hasn't cost them much, that they haven't cost them much. But it's been rough at times. Watching the game, you're like, how are you guys not losing every game? Or just because they don't, they look so disjointed, and I think that's been a problem with the Jets for the past couple seasons. It's not that they are bad, they're getting results. It's the, the way that they are doing it makes you wonder how much longer they can do this. Because something's missing at, a t- at times, and it's just off. Yeah. Speaking of things that are off, um, Patrick Laine, who... I thought of as one of like the best pure goal scorers in the game at the moment. Um, He's second on the team in points with 30, but he's only got nine goals. Um, Are you guys worried about Patrick Laine or are you happy with what you've gotten out of him so far this season? I'm worried about him for a different reason. Oh, his second season. He so his first season, he was not good at driving play. Mm -hmm. He took a step forward on that. He's fallen back for the past two seasons. And so I'm wondering what happened there. Hmm. Because he's back to where he was as a rookie. Now, people have pointed out he doesn't look that great skating. He's something like six foot five. Like, yeah. He, he just, he had, he's not like Ovi where he's always looking like he's going. He's a glider. But something's happened with him where he doesn't always look right. And... Hmm. 
it's he's not a bad player. He's actually even as a rookie, he was a really good passer. He's just known for that shot. Um, the Jets rely on that cross seam pass on the power play too much, mm-hmm. and it that's one of the reasons why his goals goal totals have dropped. Um, they don't have the dual threat of him in Bufflin anymore, and Bufflin used to sometimes open up that seam by being Bufflin. Um, and the Jets don't have a Nick Backstrom feeding him on the power play. He doesn't have Ovi Island. Um, but there's something weird with him where he didn't just, he hasn't just stagnated, but he's actually taken a step back from his second year. His second year, he had like 40 goals and looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he doesn't always look engaged. He's, there's something weird with him, and I, I wonder, just based on some stuff that has come out in the Finnish media, what his relationship is like with Paul Maurice. Oh, that's interesting. Because the Finnish media, they've kind of said, like, okay, he's one of your best goal scorers, one of your best players, and he is one of the better forwards. And you play him with someone whose style doesn't match him and Brian Little, which is true. Nothing against Brian Little. And... Patrick Liney has said that as well. So hmm. now I'm kind of wondering, and again, uh, Mirat wrote another piece about how he was, or maybe he just got the quote. Was it him? Anyways, there was a quote came out when all the stuff started coming out about Mike Babcock mm-hmm. and all that fallout was starting to happen, um, where Blake Wheeler actually went to Maurice last year and was like, he got us off and up on them. So hmm. And if you watch how Maurice handles young players, it's really not great. <laughs> um, yeah. Had a young Finnish defenseman up for, I don't even want to know how many games last year. He played, I think, in 20 NHL games, though. And he sat in the press box. He was like 21, 22 years old, Sammy Niku. And when the Jets' defense looked horrible at the start of this year, some, some reporter asked him about Niku, and he's like, well, I like the way our team is right now. But the defense couldn't complete a pass. And Niku's an offensive defenseman. So I I kind of wonder what's actually going on, and if it's something that's ever going to come out. And if it's coaching-related plus lining, not fitting with players, and not necessarily being the best defense player, the best player, like, if there's a whole bunch of stuff going mm-hmm. on beyond just he's not performing, scoring goals at the same level. That said, it's nice having him as a passer too because he opens up more players. So. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that um, could you see a situation in which Paul Maurice's job is in question if the team continues to struggle, or you think he's like one of the coaches that's pretty safe? I don't think the True North likes to spend money, so ah, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, they're they seem like even last year when everyone watching the Jets was like, "How is he still employed?" They're like, "Yeah, he's good," mm. but their team just looked off. Like it was like, yeah. "What's going on here?" And people are like, "Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, great on him playing Dmitry Kulikov in the top four, playing Tyler Myers in the top four." And everyone's like, "This, what is Maurice doing? Why?" Why is he doing this? And he's had multiple times with young players, and it's 
I am coming back to the young players that they've been unhappy with him. Mm-hmm. Also was like, I don't want to be a fourth liner. Like he's not right now because of injuries, but like when you have, and he's a good second liner. Did, would he have gotten that chance last year? Probably not. The only reason Kyle Connor be, became a top six player was because Maddie Perot was hurt. Like, it's it's a there's a lot of things outside of wins and losses. I think you have to look at when evaluating a coach, and I'm not sure if that happens enough. Yeah, when it comes to Maurice, because there's a lot of things that would make me pause, and they just seem to, oh yeah, they're winning, and they are winning, but the system does not look great. Mm-hmm. The teams had a few games now that you're watching them and you're like, okay, you played good one period and you were able to pull it out. But you guys are kind of getting by because you have talent and you don't have enough talent to do that all the time. So as you said, the team is winning right now. They are third in the central. Um, So, you know, in the playoffs or whatever that's worth in December. Um, But it, as we've been talking here, it does seem like there are a lot of flaws to this Jets team. And I always thought of them as a team that kind of had a pretty narrow window because they were pretty much completely built from the inside. And as these guys have started to leave, like you lost Truba, um, Bluff, Bufflin's not doing whatever he's doing. Um, it does seem like guys don't want to sign in Winnipeg when they come to free agency because it's cold or something, whatever it is. Um, So, yeah. So, so right now, you know, it's a playoff team. Do you see that lasting through the season? Do you think that this team has a chance to compete in the playoffs? I think it's going to be like last year where they can get in and don't, and did they win it? And win Mm -hmm. one, like, um, they, they seem like they're becoming the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Really painful to say. I hate the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I currently hate the Wild because they're beating the Flyers 3-1 as we're talking. So, <laughs> yes, I agree. The Wild suck. This is a team that lost to Detroit 5-2 on Thursday. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but that seemed like it was very good. I mean, to be fair, they had a team, a game against them a couple of days before that one that they won pretty handily, right? And then they just kind of completely shit the bed in that second game. In, in um, their defense, I mean, the Detroit Red Wings had to win a game at some point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they hadn't won in a month. They had to win a game, but it was painful to watch them play that game. It's like, and this has ha- this happens back to what type of team they are. Um, they don't play three periods. And it will probably come up again, inevitably, tomorrow. They'll play two really good periods and one period that puts them behind the eight ball. The odd time they can put in a full three-period game, but most of the time it's not. And it's that, to me, is coaching. Because it's usually the first period, so the team's not up for the game. Mm. Um, they I'm not sure if they know how to market the city to free agents 
because there's certain things that you can go for. But, uh, and this is kind of a sot and aside. I, we were, I was out with some coworkers at a local restaurant in the summer and Andrew Harris, who's the CFL, one of the best Canadians in the CFL and a Winnipegger was at the restaurant and people recognized him and we were like, no, he's not working. You don't go up to him. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. right. Well, I mean, that's only fair. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I don't know how that, if that's the same with um, Jets fans, like we saw a a bomber, like whatever. Um, And I, I don't know if that's the same, but the city, first of all, it's way more exciting if you have a family. And so the guys that you want in free agency probably aren't going to be that attractive to Winnipeg to start. Not just because of the weather, but because a lot of the things I can think of, oh, Winnipeg's great for this. I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't care about that if you were a single 25-year-old. Right. (laughs) It's not like New Jersey where you can be like, well, you can live across the bridge in New York and be fine. No, like there's nothing for a six-hour drive. Like, I'm sorry. Eight hours to Minneapolis, like, um, so they draft well. You you think on the surface, mm-hmm. um, their AHL team is really good. I'm not sure how much of that is because of their drafting, and how much of that is because they've signed some good AHL vets. But when they come up to the NHL, they either get press box duty or will play on the fourth line, third pairing. So you're not actually seeing them reach that potential. And that is a major issue if you think if you're ha- if you're going to have a hard time attracting free agents, you need to draft and develop. Yep. But you have to actually do that develop piece and that's kind of been an ongoing joke as we're going to draft and develop. Jets fans make this joke. Um you, we're going to develop and there's no one who's being developed right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I look at the AHL. There's Sammy Niku. There's a really good goalie there, Mikel Burden. Um, he's quite known on social media for his uh, delight in attempting for goal in trying for goals. He's scored a few. He's he's an eccentric guy. Um, for some reason I'm blank. Oh, Jansen Harkins. So there's a few players in the AHL. Can guarantee you if they were called up, they'd sit in the press box or be on the fourth line. And I'm reminded of Max Pacioretty years ago. He was sent back to the AHL after sending spending a season in the NHL, and he said, "I'd rather be a first liner in the AHL than a fourth liner in the NHL." And he got raked over the coals for it. But whenever I think of that, I'm like, he's right you want to be playing the most you can. And so when someone gets called up, are they going to actually play? Are they going to be played the most they can handle? Or are you just going to shelter them or play them under the guise of sheltering them and simply not let them get into the game? And you look at someone like David Gustafson, who's um, actually going to the World Juniors, thank God, who's been on Mm -hmm. the line. He didn't play for like the first nine for the first few games and people were like well he could be back in Sweden playing regularly on his club team there and they just don't play them they would prefer them be in the NHL and, or playing five minutes on the fourth line than 
in a league where they could be developing so much. So I think that that's a real weakness of um, the organization overall. And you have someone from Sweden. He's someone who wouldn't mind the cold. Patrick Liney loves Winnipeg because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, there people from countries who love the city, love the cold weather. They're, they grew up in it. It's comfortable for them. It feels like home for them. And you're not playing them. So send them back to Sweden and play them there. Like um, Patrick Bexell, who writes for EOTP and is in Sweden, would be rare, would be like, like the SEL is a good league. And he's going to call me out on calling it that. So um, it's a good league. Play him there. Let him go home. Yeah. Instead of playing uh, and nothing against Juno, Juna, Luoto and uh, Logan Shaw, but let David Gustafson go play on the second or third line in Sweden. Like, that's better for him. Anyways. Yeah, the Jets have a really odd development plan. I don't know if they have a plan. Mm. Okay, so I've made you talk about like pretty much all of the bad things that we could possibly talk about. What What is going well for the Jets right now? Um. Connor Hellebuck is amazing, and Nikolai Ehlers, Mike Ehlers might finally be getting some respect. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Hellebuck um, looked really rough, looked rough last year, just wasn't as good. And then it, it looked like he was picking right up where he was last year. And so that was a bit of a shame. Then about five games into the season, he just found his game locked in, and there was no turning back. He looks a lot more like this season, he was nominated for a Vesna. He kept the Jets in games at times that they probably shouldn't have been in. And maybe most importantly, he just looks calmer in net. Like previously, he kind of looked like he might not be as confident in his position. He's, he's now making those position saves. Mm-hmm. It looked like the equipment change has is still affecting him. He's finally adjusted to that. So that's one. Nikolai Ehlers, Ehlers, why am I saying his name wrong, um, has long, basically from day one, been the Jets' best forward at zone exits with control and zone entries with control. He's a magician at them. He's fast, he's fleet-footed, and he's really good with the puck. It's like he's finally scoring at a rate that people are starting to talk about him. He is the person who you can put with Brian Little and he succeeds simply because he keeps the puck and Little can get into the position to get it from him for a scoring chance. Um, who knows how long that will last because inevitably someone will start talking about someone else. But those two are have been made positives all season. Jack Rossovich has been able to move into the second line without missing a beat. Um, Mark Seifley is still Mark Seifley. That's Kyle like- Connor's been pretty good too, huh? Yeah, but you know, he's he's a ginger, so we try and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Connor, and that was another funny one. So what I, I just went off on how they, what they've done with young players, they kept him in the, eight, in the NHL long much longer than they should have when he was a rookie. They should have sent him down to the AHL. Because he, he looked overmatched. But they kept him up. 
when in preseason he looked overmatched. Then they kept him up until like November. Then they finally sent him down. And he found his place in professional hockey. And he's he hasn't looked back since they called him up for Matty Pro a couple seasons ago. So when there's a player who's there's a plan with, they actually do what you need them to do. But he's been someone who and that might be another reason why Line A scoring less is Connor scoring a lot. And the two of them, Liney's, I think, been setting him up. If my memory, I haven't, I don't actually look at who's assisting on goals. Mm-hmm. He's pretty nifty around the net. And so if Liney misses, those misses can go in because Connor has those really good hands in tight. Um, but they use him oddly on the power play instead of having him be kind of the net front presence where those nifty hands right close to net would be helpful. He's sometimes playing off of it, off the net a bit. And I don't know if that's using his talents to the best of their abilities, but I mean, I just watch hockey on TV. What do I? (laughs) Yeah, right. What do any of us know? We don't know anything really. Certainly not as much as the hockey men. That's for sure. Yeah. So, if you were advising the Flyers about what thing about the Jets is the thing that is going to give them fits, like if you were to say, this is the thing that's going to beat you in this game, what would it be? Is it a line? Is it one of the special teams? Is it a player? Like, what is the thing that the Flyers need to look out for in this game? That's really tough. Um, I'm constantly aware of Shifley's line, just because mm-hmm. Mark- really good and Kyle Connors there as well that's a dual threat line um it's easier to say the easy, the best weakness to go after on the Jets um Connor Hellebuck could give the Flyers a lot of trouble yeah um, especially because he had a rough game against Detroit and usually that mentality is I want to get this back now so he probably wants to get that game back and might just take it out on Philadelphia. I'm not mm. that if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like to see him get a good bounce back game. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens. Um, is there anything about the Flyers that you're looking forward to seeing in this game? It's the first game we've played this I, season. I remember before Sean Couturier was drafted, he talked about really liking... Uh, chocolate on his pancakes and I've liked to reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I'm just going to say I, I'm looking forward to seeing Sean Couturier. Um, okay. I will look back and I'm not the Jets made the right choice. Mark Shifley has been fantastic for them. <laughs> I also uh, there's, I'm not going to say a small part of me because it's a very large part of me who wanted the Jets to draft Couturier. Mm-hmm. Um He's another person, I'm sorry, New Brunswick gets a lot of snow, can be cold. I mean, weather-wise, would have probably not hated Winnipeg. He lived in Saskatchewan for a year. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He might not have hated Winnipeg, and there's quite a large French community here for him. Like, just saying. I mean... If you can live a life in Saskatchewan and not hate it, you can, I'm assuming. I've never been to Winnipeg, but I've been to Saskatchewan. So I'm assuming if you can live in Saskatchewan, you could probably do okay in Winnipeg. Winnipeg is bigger than Regina, so. No, there you go. It's myself. 
we're, we're better than Rutana. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a low bar, but, you know, it's good that you clear it. <laughs> so, I mean, personally, I want to see um, John Kukuri just because I think he's fantastic. And I really, as much as I love Mark Stagley, there's still a small part of me that's Chris Bernard's buddy. Because he, he's, is he still a selfie contender this year? I mean, I, in my mind, favorite, but oh, right. I, I guess we'll see what happens. He's been outstanding all season, so. But we all know Patrice Bergeron just gets yep. that mark by Exactly. One. Yeah. So someone should start a campaign for Couturier as to why he should win the Selkie. Like, start it now. Get it in everyone's heads. Get it out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, take out ads in the paper like people do when they're trying to win Oscars or something. Like. For yeah. your consideration, Sean Couturier <laughs> shot, shuts down every top line in the league. Yeah. Please vote for So, who's, who takes the second group? Because the Jets have Blake Wheeler playing center now. And that sometimes doesn't work out as well as you think. Hmm. If Couturier's line takes Blake's line, which I, I assume he will, because that's the Jets' best center. And yeah. So then... You have whoever Wheeler's line is good, but they're playing a winger at center and a winger who didn't play center until like two years ago. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, it would be interesting to see who they match up. I mean, I'm assuming it would be the Hayes line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that I, this game's in Philly, right? Uh, yes. I yep. No, no, no. Oh. Isn't it? No, it's in Winnipeg. Okay, so, yeah, well, Kevin Hayes could get booed a bit because, I don't know, he played for the Chets for, like, a month or two, and they didn't go deep in the playoffs, and, yeah, that was another not great trade for the Chets, but <laughs> they, they got their pick back for Jake Truba. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Yep, so they traded a first-rounder. And Brendan Lemieux and Jacob Truba got the first rounder back, and I think something else, and Neil Pioink. I don't think anyone would be making that trade again. Okay. The one final thing I'm going to ask you yes. is, just for fun, a prediction for the final score of this game. So... Any prediction I make, the opposite happens. I'm going to say the Jets lose 5 nothing. <laughs> oh, God. 5 nothing. How is the Jets' penalty... Happens. <laughs> How is the Jets' penalty kill, by the way? Because our power player now is um, terrible. So, I'm, out of curiosity, how's the penalty kill? So, ask Detroit, because in a game where the 31st power play was playing, and that's Detroit's, they scored two power play goals on Thursday, so... There might be some chance, some hope for Philly yet. Okay, that's good. Okay, so you're saying you're saying five nothing Flyers, which, you know, if that happens, I'm all for it. I don't think it will, but we'll just go with it. Um, especially since I'm assuming you're going to have Hellybuck in net tomorrow I, night, right? So, yeah, and he just had a like, five goal game, so and he did not look good on any of the goals. So yeah. Carter Hart's playing tonight, so I'm assuming you guys are getting Brian Elliott. Um, which is not terrible for us, because he's been fine. Um, 
I'm going to say the Flyers are looking like they're going to lose tonight in Minnesota. Um, It's 3-1 heading into the third. So I'm going to say that the Flyers are going to come out tomorrow and they are going to win this game uh, 2-1. That's what I'm going to go with. feel good about it. Okay. I got a prediction right last week, the Avalanche game, which is like, never happens for me. I make these dumb predictions for every game. Literally never get them right. So I'm feeling pretty lucky. We'll see what happens. Like, the Jets should win this game. You know, they're they're significantly better team. And then they'll just scrape out a win. Or so. (laughs) And I'm like, anything I say is wrong. Right. (laughs) I say something like, the school is really good. The goalie plays a terrible game. (laughs) Yeah, I know how that is. So I I, I went really the opposite way of the outcome I'm hoping for. Okay. That I'll flip the narrative on myself. I respect it. It's a good strategy. Yeah. All right, Kara. So thank you so much for doing this with us. This was great. I really appreciate it. And yeah, so we've got the uh, Jets. 5 p.m. in Philadelphia. Games in Winnipeg. Was that 2 o'clock? No, 3 o'clock in Winnipeg. Where is Winnipeg? Time zones. I just can't with time zones. I just can't wrap my brain around them. We are, so it's, it's four, it's actually at 4 p.m. here. Ah. Um, because we're central, which is the best time zone. Okay, so 4 p.m. Winnipeg time for the Jets fans that are shortly listening to this Flyers podcast. And uh, 5 p.m. locally for the Flyers fans. Kara is, again, the managing editor of Arctic Ice Hockey, which you should check out if you want to learn a little bit about the Jets ahead of this game. Kara, thanks again. It's a lot of fun. All right, go Flyers.